This podcast is presented by 323 Entertainment. You can find this show and more wherever you stream podcasts and music. And while you're there, please follow, rate, and review. And if you want to help us continue to grow and get better while also getting exclusive releases and free merch, please support the 323 on Patreon at patreon.com slash 323read. You can subscribe for as little as $2. $2! That's patreon.com slash 323read, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash 323-R-E-I-D. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 323. I'm your host, Reed Murphy. We are back. It's been two or so weeks. Just mild panic attacks, lots of tiredness, sickness. But we're back. Super Bowl's over, football's over, Olympics came and gone while we were gone whole bunch that we have to get into and I can't do it any better than with these two sitting at a table this time we're all at a table we're slowly upgrading <coughs> Emily Sissel is here hi Em <laughs> and Scotty Ilya I just like to personally thank all those Patreon supporters we actually got a table I know yeah we got, great. we got Scott, a table I think we're, you invested <laughs> half of it there we go it's half my table now <laughs> You like immediately, like, I don't even think the first episode had dropped and you immediately dove in at the highest level. <laughs> Get in at the ground floor. That Boom. Is, that is loyalty, though. That's why, then that's why he's like, both you of you are pretty much You invest in those that you believe in. And look at that. And I believe in you, too. I've invested see, no money in this. See, folks, if you're a white no. man, all you got to do is buy your way into these programs and you're good to go. <laughs> no, I actually did not. I, I did not contribute anything to oh. this because my parents bought the mics. I was not gonna say, me. yeah, well, yeah, they were on the, yeah, that was your Christmas. That evens it out a little bit. It was yeah. your Christmas present. <laughs> yes, between yes, Emily's parents, my mom, just investing, buying the materials, and then ultimately Scott joining in, launching the Patreon. For well, you actually, I mean, your con- contributions aren't financial, M, but like you started the Patreon account. You got this all launched. You were on I the very first episode. I don't think starting an account for you is doing much. Someone has to click <laughs> those Some, buttons. Right. Somebody has <laughs> Someone to had to create it. I have been on the verge of a panic attack for almost a year. <laughs> so somebody has to help do some of these other things to keep me grounded. So I appreciate I appreciate you. I appreciate Scott. I appreciate everybody. I appreciate you all listening and coming back with us as we... It's not the Sunday hangover yet. That's going to be the next episode. But I think we're all still kind of hungover from the Super Bowl and just life in general. I mean, there's a there's a lot that's happened while we've been off that I didn't think would be a thing right now. Like, I didn't think we'd be on the verge, like on the brink of World War Three. That's happening. Oh, that's a minor note. A minor note. I also didn't think that I would have a um, a find God moment in the middle of a tentacle porn panel at a comic convention. <laughs> but Excuse me. Here we are. It scarred us. I us, can't wait for yeah. I can't wait for this story. <laughs> You'll get that and more when you follow our YouTube page, the 323 network. We have some great video coming from Kasukan in Baltimore. We went 
we went to do some interviews and do some fun sports related question right. and answers with you know obviously plenty of people who knew sports that it exists and we got some awesome costumes in the process but we also went to support the homie the who she doesn't consider herself an executive producer but she does produce her things i don't do and anything the host <laughs> of another podcast on the 323 network that you can catch emily sissel asks what if emily did her panel comics in the classroom that will be uploaded in full on the youtube page how was katsukon for you i'm still tired still tired <laughs> it was a long you well you were there the full mm -hmm. three days i was you got to really experience dead sunday i was so tired i was so tired oh, no. that i didn't even cosplay on sunday I was going wow. to. I was going to do my because I have multiple Captain Marvel cosplays of right. our various iterations, and I was so tired I didn't even do that. Wow, yeah. yeah. So it's I been wore a, my pajamas. Damn, <laughs> damn. <laughs> it's it's been a long, it's been a long three weeks. Like I said, we went to a tentacle porn panel there. Um, that's not going to be covered in the video. I'm glad it wasn't. Oh god, I don't, I don't want to get into it because I don't want to kink shame, but. Uh, <laughs> We'll yeah. talk about this off. off yeah, the that's air. a that's a whole thing. Yeah. I also I did not think by this point I'd be published in the Washington Post, but he is. That's a thing. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I have another article out. Everybody listening should go check it out. It's actually on sports. It's sports related this time. It is on. It's following the Tebow bill, which I'm sure plenty of people know about. It allows homeschool kids to participate in public school sports. This is a current battle going on in Virginia as they're trying to get that bill done. Read my article. Find out the very interesting arguments for and against it. Because I've, I hadn't really thought about it too deep until I started writing it. But I mean, just in like a... A quick one-off. You would think that people would be more or less for it, right? I don't. I can't think of a negative against it. But they make them right. That's they the thing. Fun. It's like, why limit a child just because he's learning from home? He can't participate in sports. And it is almost like a party line. It's almost a party line vote. Right. But this is actually one that has some crossover hmm. of Republicans voting against it, and some Dems voting. For it. Yeah, it's it's an interesting bill. Huh. And you can read about it in an article pu published or written by Reed Murphy in the Washington Post. Wow. We'll put out the link on all the social medias at 323-READ, 323-READ. That's also the uh, you know username for our Patreon, as we were talking about. That What's you can, Patreon? It is a service where you can subscribe and support this show and help us continue to grow and get more dining room tables. We're also going to be on another podcast. We are going to be on another podcast. You want to tell the people about that, Emily? Yeah, we're going to be on Animation Deliberation, which is a part of the Stranded Panda Network. We discussed all things animated Batman with our bestie Zuhair Ali and J. Scotty Scoots. <laughs> Woo! Uh, in preparation wow. for The Batman coming the out. Batman. On Friday. That's right. Oh, that wow. wow! That is coming out really close. Okay, it we is. have a date night. 
I, the only thing I know about is I saw Toys and Target for it the other day. Yeah, that's, that's a thing. That's all I got. It's yeah. also got Twilight star Robert Pattinson <sighs> playing Batman. Yeah. The Pattinson. The Battenson. You should check that out. Like she said, our good our good buddy Zuhair Ali. You heard him on here before. He, me, and I sang some Rihanna for to represent our uh, our commanders fan. That really sucks that we can't even do the joke. We talked about that on the podcast <laughs> last night, but we can't even do we can't even make fun of the team now. Nope, calling them that because Russia decided to be even bigger dicks than they were. Bigger dicks, <laughs> and yeah, just not timely. We laugh, but it's because we are awkward, and it's actually an awful thing. Right, we are deep in pain. Oh no, yeah. But there's also a crazy amount of things to talk about that aren't even sports related. When this is supposed to be, I mean, this should be the NFL season review and preview, but that will be the next episode because there's so much in sports to talk about. But there's things like the Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie that's coming out starring mm-hmm. John Mulaney and Andy Samberg. Extremely excited. It looks I, so good. I had no real shit to give about that. But now that I've seen the trailer, saw the trailer, it's my most anticipated movie of the year. It's going to be great. It's it's Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, but even more mad. <laughs> <laughs> So elegantly put. We also have the Kim and Kanye drama. That's finally sucked me in, and I'm following that because Kanye made a very serious apology because somebody brought up, Kim brought up the point that he might have crazy followers who might actually try to hurt Pete Davidson. No. Even though he, I can't believe you said the name. Even though Kanye is the, I know he who shall not be named. (laughs) (laughs) Even though Kanye is the one who wants to kick his ass. Right. So Kanye made a very serious apology Instagram post. And in the middle of the serious apology post, he calls him, he still does not refer to him by his name. He called him Skeet. Oh, God. (laughs) Don't hurt Skeet. (laughs) We still got Kristen Stewart hunting gay ghosts. We haven't gotten to that. Emily's top five Canadians, which I think we actually can get to that tonight. (laughs) I think I finally figured out how to break that into the show. (laughs) Hooray. Because... Hey, it's a good list. Well, it come it stems from multiple things. We just had the Olympics; those were on. You could almost hear the entire nation actually flip the remote channel because you don't even have to do that anymore. You could just say it, but people actually got up, picked up their remote after the Super Bowl, and flipped the channel when they got <laughs> suckered into Olympics coverage right <laughs> after the game. <laughs> but, but as we are talking about the game, I would be remiss. If we did not start this show that is starting two weeks, two plus weeks after the Super Bowl with our good friend, Henna Zavar, her Super Bowl preview that she sent into the show, we have it for you now, weeks after the Super Bowl. (laughs) Henna, take it away. Okay, I am unsure if this voice memo is too late or not, but my pick for the Super Bowl... Um, is the Bengals because it's weird because I usually go for NFC, but because they have Joe and he's young and, you know, doing things, making a lot of money, unlike me, um, I'm kind of rooting for him. So yeah, go Bengals. I'm just trying to understand that rationalization behind picking the Bengals, you know, like their defense or like, you know, Joe Burr because of his, uh, his actual athletic prowess on the I, field. She but... just called him young and that was it. I mean, if she wants to talk about money, money. Matt Stafford's making more money than Joe. There's that. So 100% he is. But good job, Hannah. You got it wrong. 
I think you know what we should probably. I don't. We probably can't call her, but we should call her and get her twenty. Just get her early Super Bowl pick for oh, next no. year. Oh no! Just so we have it now <laughs> instead of after the game. You know what? If you do that, if you get her Super Bowl pick for next year, just throw some money on FanDuel as soon as oh. it opens up. Hell yeah! Just to see if she's right. It'll come. It'll come true. Yeah. No Super Bowl talk. That's the next episode. We need to get to everything else. There's a lot that's been happening. One of the biggest. The Olympics, of course. The biggest global sporting event that happens every four years. This is the Winter Olympics that began. Um, we, I don't know, Scott, if you watched much of the Winter Olympics. You didn't watch any? Yeah. <laughs> uh, not really. I mean, if I happen to turn the... Well, first of all, I don't have cable. Okay. So I'm not going to watch it that way. And second of all, even though that you can watch it on some streaming platforms... The work schedule that I have has me going until about 10 o'clock at night. So the last thing I want to do is sit there and watch TV. Yeah. I probably caught more highlights than anything. Yeah, there were – yeah, I got into a lot of highlights. I had my reasons for not – for trying not to watch it. I did watch some events, but I just was not – I'm not invested. crazy about the Winter Olympics in general, well, but I, I also – That's I, how it is, though. Right, and I was not – there's been a lot of human – there's been a lot of human rights shit with China – with having it there, especially with when it comes to the IOC and how they've handled the Peng Shui events in the tennis realm. Right. I have not been happy with them. But we do have representation at this table of somebody who is smiling from ear to ear right now because she is the Winter Olympics' biggest fan. She is that kid in that commercial. Yeah, yeah, the skin. Yeah, Scott's making the skin tone sign. But she is that kid in the commercial that they played twenty times every day, where that kid starts saying "ba ba." Oh God, that kid. We have that kid, <laughs> Emily Sissel. What? Give us your Olympics review. How was it this year? What did you take away from it? Um, I mean, it was just like the Summer Olympics in that the coverage kind of wasn't the greatest. Um, it would. Like, for me, it was kind of hard to find some of the events that I really wanted to watch, which was really strange because generally I have found it pretty easy. Um, so I don't know if I really want NBC to be covering the Olympics at all anymore. Well, you're not alone in that. But yeah. unfortunately, people made the realization in the unity of not wanting NBC to cover it, finding out that they have contract rights through 2028 yeah. or 2032, I think, actually. Yep. Yep, yep. Oh. Um, overall, I mean, like, there were so many great things that happened during the Winter Olympics. Uh, USA really did not show up. Um, well, like, they, di they did and they didn't. I would say a big part of that was a lot of the snow conditions this winter olympics i heard it was not real snow um it was what they called east coast snow so if you were somebody that grew up you know skiing and boarding on the east coast where it's really wet and icy you were set because that's what a lot of the snow conditions were like is what the commentators were saying um and it wasn't like the usual like more powdery snow which a lot of them are used to so you got a lot of that. There's also all the stuff with, you know, COVID and all the protocols they have to go through. I feel like it probably exhausted a lot of them. It just all kinds of weird stuff throughout everything. But 
generally it was a good Winter Olympics to watch. I always enjoy it. But any any particular event that got you the best? Uh, Nathan Chen's performance in figure skating. I've watched it on repeat many, many, many times in a row. Uh, and I always love watching the half pipe and big air for snowboarding. That sounds good. That sounds good. And we did have controversy, correct, with figure skaters. And the females, yeah. Yeah. And that's something that we can explore deeper in a whole subject of conversation about. Especially with the IOC. With the IOC, with sports parents and teams and how they treat youth athletes. Yeah, what they were doing to that poor little girl was ridiculous. I mean, she was in tears. Like, they... It was so obvious that they made her uh, purposely make those falls in her final skate to yeah. where she would not place her medal. It was very, it was very like heartbreaking. All, like, to her, see her. like her parents yeah. and coaches made her do that because because they had drugged her and she tested positive and she didn't know she right. was being drugged. And then they were like, "Oh, well, we did this bad thing, and now you cannot medal." Oh, mm-hmm. Also, nice. <laughs> so you need to fail miserably with it, right? And I was oh. like, "Wow!" And ultimately. Ultimately, with the medal count, the final medal count, Norway finished with the most overall medals. And they Yay. almost always do. They finished with the most gold medals, too. 16. Mm-hmm. U.S., we finished fourth in terms of total medals. We or, finished, well, no, in terms of gold medals. We only finished fourth because we got one less gold medal than China. But overall, we had more medals than China did. Sick of China. 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 <laughs> the uh, the Japanese snowboarders were very, very entertaining because they kind of all went into the competition and were like, all right, we are going to see who can get the absolute highest air right. on the half pipe. And the guy who did it, he broke the world record, and then he proceeded to break the world record two more times. So oh he God. just kept breaking his, his own, own record. world record. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He only had one clean run because he would fall on like this, ne- like the next or the next trick after right. that. But he always landed that biggest air trick. At least he has a and top it was, three. That's true. <laughs> I mean, of all time. Yeah. This dude, what was it? Was it almost 40 feet he went Damn. in the air? Yeah, I think? it was insane. Yeah. No, thank you. It was literally like hard they pass. showed it and everybody was just like, oh my God. No, hard pass on that. Hi. Oh my God. Just the level of tricks that they were bringing in snowboarding was so much harder than they have in the past. Now, there's a story from the Olympics. I don't know if you have any more notes before I jump into this. No, that's fine. This seems to really have gone under the radar and should have more attention than it has. I'm going to read to you. This is our new segment, Read Reads. I'm going to read you this quick article, (laughs) courtesy of ESPN, about the Winter Olympics. The men's 50-kilometer mass start, or let's start that again as Read Reads, but this time Read Reads well. (laughs) The men's 50-kilometer mass start race at the Beijing Games was shortened to 30 kilometers, but that did little to help Finland's Remy Lindholm who needed a heat pack at the end of the race to thaw out a particularly sensitive body part. Lindholm spent just under an hour and 16 minutes traversing the course in howling, freezing winds, leading to his penis becoming frozen for the second time in a cross-country skiing race following a similar incident in Ruka, Finland last year. I'm sorry, the second time. Wait, his second time or second time ever? Yeah, it's leading to his penis becoming frozen for the second time in a cross-country skiing race. What is wrong with What the hell? 
following a similar incident last year. You can guess which body part was a little bit frozen when I finished. It was one of the worst competitions I've been in. It was just about battling through, he told Finnish media. With organizers worried about frostbite during Saturday's race, it was delayed by an hour and shortened to 20 kilometers. The thin suits and underlayers worn by the racers, as well as plasters to cover their faces and ears, offered little protection. Lindholm explained that he used a heat pack to try and thaw out his appendage once the race is over. When the body parts started to warm up after the finish, the pain was unbearable. Oh, yeah, I'm he sure. Added, Hell no. And that's just how the article ends. Hell no. So they, it, there was a lot of frostbite this Olympics, um, which is, a, I'm glad that you had that because I totally blanked on mentioning that. Uh, they were saying that this was some of the like coldest wind chills that they've had, and they had to continuously delay all kinds of events, which was weird. For me, where it was all like alpine skiing just kept getting, you know, delayed, delayed, delayed. Right. And then when you would see them, they said that this is how you can tell how cold it is. It's when the skiers and snowboarders actually put the um, like plaster and the cloth on right. their cheeks and they tape it down because if they don't, they literally will freeze their faces off. Like the skin will no, start thank to you. decay. Yeah, I'm good. It'll actually no. start to decay while you're skiing. Oh. Listen, I don't like it when I had to wake up in the, in the, butt crack of dawn and it's 30 degrees outside running out to my car and 30 feet from my door. Yeah. Fuck that. No. Let alone a frozen penis. Right. <laughs> that's <laughs> just stuck that's on a minor that. De- stuck on that it's part. the second time that he second did that. time. That thing can't work. No. It There's no way anymore. it works anymore. No. It's just there for show now. <laughs> it's just a decorative. It's an ornament. After the second time, it's probably not even there. Well, perfect segue. What country was he from? He's from Finland. Oh, well. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with like a Finland joke. Everything, <laughs> it's just a Fen now. I don't know. Anyway, well, one thing that's not going to come up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> it is time, inappropriate time, for Emily Sissel's top five. Five, four, three, two, one. This. The three two threes top five. Oh, oh shit. shit. Here we, we go, go again. again. That's right, it's the top five. Emily Sissel's top five winter Olympians. Mm-hmm. This is an all-time list, right? Yes. Yeah, it has to be. Yes, it is. Yeah. You are better prepared to do this than Either of us, Scott and I, were trying to name five Olympians before winter Period. Olympians before this. I'm sure you'll refresh us. You are the de facto on Winter Olympics. Mm-hmm. So let's start it out. Who is number five, Emily? So number five is probably bobsledder Alana Myers Taylor. She is the like most decorated black athlete in like Winter Olympics history. Uh, she has won five gold medals uh, for the bobsled. Damn. Or sorry, not five gold me- medals. She won I think she won bronze this time. That that's my bad. But she has won f- a medal like in the past five Winter Olympics. And I don't think she's retiring either. I think she's going to compete again. Damn, Damn girl. Yeah, she's pretty badass. Uh, and then number 4 would be Christy Yamaguchi. We know that one. That one I know. Yeah, yeah we got that one. <laughs> uh, I mean, she is like 
one of the most recognizable figure skaters. I think she's just absolutely brilliant. There are plenty of people that have surpassed her in terms of like hardness of tricks since then, but like back in the day. She I was about was to say like best. like in the nineties and like early two thousands, especially when the Winter Olympics came mm-hmm. up, like her name was always oh, out yeah. there. And yeah. like for me growing up with the like Winter Olympics, that was her name and Sean White, those were the two household names. Right. Um and so that rings number three, which is Chloe Kim. I like Chloe Kim. I, I can't she's believe I forgot female, her. She's a female snowboarder. Awesome. Badass. One gold, passed oh, two Winter myself. Olympics. What really, really drives it for me is the fact that, like, since the 2018 Winter Olympics, she did not train at all. Really? None. Yeah. She only trained oh, when the Winter Olympics came up. She's from Long Beach. Yeah, yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. She goes to, was it Stanford, I think? Anyways, she took a break for college. Right. And she stopped. She did not compete once in those years. In between those two Olympics, she did not do anything. She only started training again when it was time for her to do trials and stuff like that. So absolutely blew my mind. Damn. If she keeps it up, she will definitely surpass my number two, potentially right. my number one. But it's like... You know, she's still young in the game, so. But right. she's definitely quickly going up there. Uh, number two is Sean White. Number two, really? Yes. He I'm is, shocked. He's my number two. I grew up watching The Flying Tomato. That's he's your amazing. guy. Yeah. I know, I know. And, like, I actually shed some tears when he did his final run. I made, like, I stayed up super late so I could actually watch it live because I grew up watching him. Um, but the thing is, as great as he is, a more recent person has, you know, truly blown my mind even more. And that is a Mr. Nathan Chen. Wow. The figure skater. He's very recent, too. I know. It's no recency bias, is there? Or is he... No. Has he really earned the spot? No, he's earned the spot. Tell me why. Uh, The number of triples that he's able to land with absolutely no problems. uh, What he has been able to kind of just, I don't know. He's just really beautiful to watch actually figure skate. And everything he adds into his routines. Like he's not afraid to do more modern things and more modern moves. And he's still able to come up on top. Um, It's pretty Pretty dang phenomenal. Okay. It's a good list. Yeah. And Sean White, you know, I love him, but, you know, in terms of, like, all time, I, I really think Nathan Chen's just kind of cranking out a little bit higher now. Okay. Which hmm. breaks my heart because. Yeah. But Sean White will always be, you know. He'll always be the flying tomato. Yeah. Always. Can't ever beat that. Definitely. There, I mean, there's got to be. That's a good list. That's a lot more people than I was really thinking because we were just going to the, you know, the old statues, right. Tanya Harding and right Nancy Kerrigan. And then as we were sitting, well, here, there's th- also like Lindsey Vaughn, Lindsay Vaughn and Michaela Schifrin, the and homie Johnny Weir, Apollo Ono. Apo- I remember oh him. yeah, Apollo mm-hmm. Ono. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really phenomenal Winter Olympians, but these are my personal. Yeah. Top five ones have impacted me watching it a lot. America's true idol, that curling dude with the dad bod. Oh, from he a couple is. of years who got on Dancing with the Stars. 
be somebody to look up to. It, it, it makes me feel that maybe one day I could probably get into curling and I'm maybe make it to the Olympics. I'm still calling for the 3-2-3 curling team. We'll get this going. Is there the like Olympics. a center somewhere that can do curling here? Up in D.C., I believe, there's a curling center. Would oh, the I guess we're going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll get us our spandex. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> Thank you, Emily, you're very for welcome. that top five. But you're not finished. In fact, it's going to get more extreme. Because as there has been a lot going on these last two weeks, one of the big things that happened during the Super Bowl was the debut trailer or not debut, it was the second trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Man. Yeah, you better sit up. Yeah, this is going to be extreme. I forgot this was next in the I'm list. I'm sitting up just wanted to listen to this. The trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness debuted. Yep. It was absolute madness. It broke Twitter for a little bit. It with, broke Emily. Yeah, it broke Emily. <laughs> Emily had to leave the room and watch, find the trailer and watch it countless times. We also had the trailer for Moon Knight come during that, that is the new Disney Plus series starring Oscar Isaac. It looks very promising. And it made me realize we have not done extensive Marvel talk in quite a while on the show. Emily usually will handle that for us. We have missed everything since... You haven't given me time it, to talk about it. There hasn't really been time. <laughs> the NFL kind of took over everything. NFL, 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 NFL took over. Travis needed his... He needed to get the outlet out for the Oscars, and he still has that. But <laughs> there is still so much going on. But like I said, we have not talked Marvel since before Shang-Chi came out. Shang-Chi came out, and you flipped out. It was insane. It was a great movie. <laughs> but then that came out. Eternals came out. Spider-Man No Way Home came Hawkeye out. Hawkeye came out. I lost my shit with Spider-Man No Way Home, and we can finally talk about it now that they're actually putting promotional material out there, and we'll talk about it at some point. I won't talk about it right now, but you can probably guess why I lost my shit. We will talk about it in full on another day, but like you said, Hawkeye, um, there was another show. Did we talk about What If at all? We did. Okay, we did talk about What If, so there's a decent amount, but you... We have to catch up, but we don't have time because there's other things that we have to talk about. So we are going to introduce a brand new segment that is going to be extremely hard for Emily this first time doing it because oh, no. she has several months to catch up on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Emily's Sissel's Marvel Minute. M's Marvel Minute is a thing now. M's Marvel Minute is starting now. <laughs> we should. <laughs> Oh, you it's better, so great. I better, love it. Better wipe those tears because we're getting started. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me... Okay. Do I, we need to Can buffer just... a little bit? Scott, do you have any Marvel thoughts before Emily dives into her minute? Nope. 
Okay, so <laughs> that's plenty of well, buffer time so for you. Let me just say, Reed and I both decided that I would not actually prep, so I did not give myself a script. I'm just going off the top of my head for one minute, Shang-Chi on, and what we're looking forward to as well, right? Are we you keeping can, a timer? Yes, yes, I am keeping a timer. Okay. We will have a whole alert. We will call it out. We will end you. Cut her microphone we off going right to in a minute. Completely. Yeah, it's going to be a hard. I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm looking actually at the soundboard to see what is the most aggressive thing I can play. That will end it all. I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Are you ready, Emily? Yep. You're clear. Shang-Chi was absolutely amazing. It was an amazing kung fu movie. And holy shit, Simu Limu is an ultimate god. You get Hawkeye, which was actually surprisingly good with with introducing... No Way Spider-Man, No Way Home. You get Green Goblin. Holy shit, Willem Dafoe is absolutely phenomenal. And then moving forward and looking forward... I'm like rambling so much. I'm nervous. Sorry. Moon Knight, uh, Psycho, <laughs> multi-personality disorder. He's super great. This is what happens when I don't prep. Multiverse of Madness is going to be great. America Chavez, I love her so much. We can look forward to more Carol Danvers in the future as well as Kamala Khan in the Ms. Marvels. Lucky the dog, the pizza dog. Oh, there was so much more else about Hawkeye, though. You got 19 seconds. You're wasting time. Oh, Keep going. Oh, There's so much more oh, to talk about. What oh, are we doing? The LARPers were absolutely phenomenal, and you get uh, Echo, who I loved way too much. And? Kingpin. Oh, but what about Kingpin? Kingpin is still alive. And? Who else came back? I don't know. What? Oh. Shut up. <laughs> who did I miss? Daredevil came back in No Way Home. Oh, in No Way Man, Home. So but you were saying Hawkeye. So much to talk about. But you were saying Hawkeye. Can you play that sound so one more time? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. I really did not. This like I legitimately didn't prep at all because I could. I loved it. I loved it. I'm too. sorry. Every 60 I'm seconds sorry. Of it. I think it was fantastic. I could feel the terror and tension during it all. <laughs> Uh, but don't worry, we're going to have a full Marvel podcast episode coming soon. More than a minute? More than a minute. It'll, <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be called yeah, yeah, yeah. Emily's Marvel Minute, but it's going to be a very long minute. This is what happens <laughs> when you... It's a minute in the quantum realm. Oh. Uh, this is what happens wow. when you put somebody wow. on the spot wow. with so, wow. with major social anxiety. Uh, this, this is what happens. Sorry. You should be sorry. You should be. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, no sympathy for us. Just cut it out. Get out of here. Get out get of get get out here. We're, good. We're moving on. We're getting out. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. She has to come back, though, eventually, because she has her still her top five Canadians to get to. We got to know about them Canadians. I know. Yeah, the, we'll come up with Canadians, and none of them are going to be Canadian. I think I only know two. I'm throwing that Finnish dude in there. <laughs> While we were gone, the NBA All-Star game happened. We are at the halfway point already. Of the NBA season. We have not talked about it much, but we're finally at that point where it's, you know, okay to start paying attention. <laughs> it's just like with uh, college basketball. March Madness is coming up. I have not watched a more than 10 minutes of college nope. basketball. No, I think we just talked about that the other day. I mean, aside from a couple of Florida State games, I'll catch yeah. sparingly. I, I'm going Not a lot since the beginning of the season. I'm, it's time to do the brackets, and I was getting ready to do my bracket the other day. Somebody at work said, they said isn't it a little early to do your bracket? Aren't you worried that you're going to do it a little early? Something might happen. It'll fuck it up. I'm like, dude, I could do the bracket today, the day before the tournament. I could have done it three months ago. I guarantee it's going to come out probably the same way. I have no idea. (laughs) Let's go Kentucky. I'm I'm just rolling with Kentucky and VCU. Well, yeah. Strong contender. Yeah. 
But we'll get know, that next time. We'll get into that next time. We still have plenty of time before March Madness. There's still plenty of March left. We have the NBA All-Star Game, and I'm going to jump into it with what I think is an underrated part of the weekend, which is the Celebrity All-Star Game. Yep. Every year they have a bunch of different random celebrities, plus Quavo, who comes every year to try and show off, yep. rep the Migos the right way. But commentating this year was one of ESPN's signature big men, Kendrick Perkins. Some of you may not know Kendrick Perkins. If you look him up, just look. If you don't know him, look him up and ask yourself, how did this dude play in the NBA? Because he was like the same size when he was on those championship teams. Just yep. big, burly dude. Sounds like a country bumpkin brother. Right. But he is fun. And he was commentating during the game, and he just made me feel so good because he has the most contagious giggle in the world. And when you get him really laughing, just like this moment, you can't help but laugh with him. Yeah. Hey, Can you send me his <laughs> He, when he laughed like that, it made me want to do my top five sports media laughs. But as I was trying to look into that, I, I was trying to get the sound. I got Kendrick Perkins laughing, and it sent me into a rabbit hole of Kendrick Perkins' <laughs> moments during his time at ESPN. So let me just do an ode to Kendrick Perkins for the audience that may not know him. We have plenty more of his laugh. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and even more of his laugh. You can miss. You can't even say that with a straight face. You can miss the bunny there. It's running into the stanchion. Oh, that's so funny. I, I mean, this happens to everyone. It's the, it's the doing. Oh, oh, you gotta love PJ. It's a lot. I love the squeal at the start. You can miss. Uh, how long? How much time did you invest into just pulling Kendrick Perkins laughing clips? It went clips? deep, and I had to be up at four in the morning. <laughs> it was a deep time. But I told you, to go to bed. you did, but Kendrick Perkins told me not to. <laughs> he does not just laugh. He will also give you excellent analysis like this. Should the Warriors fear the Suns? All right, 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 right. That's all he had. <laughs> Almost like an amateur DMX. Rip. Rip. But he will also, as a Hall of Fame broadcaster should, he pronounces names incredibly. Like our, our great player whose name, first name I don't know, but I know the last name, Vucevic. Here goes Kendrick Perkins oh, trying no. to pronounce it. Now, who would I take off the list in the Eastern Conference? It's Vucevic. It's Big Vucevic. Vucevic. He also has tried to go for Miami Heat All-Star Bam Adebayo. And you think you're about to go mess with those goons from Dade County and Miami and Jay Crowder and Jimmy Butler and Andre Iguodala and Bam out of the bayou, well coached by <laughs> Bam out of the bayou? Happy Mardi Gras. Bam out of the bayou. It's Nikola Vucevic, by the way. Vuce yeah, that's it. Nikola Vucevic. Thank you. 
He also gave you great draft analysis on Warriors player Moses Moody. Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, two of the best to ever do it. When you look at Moody, 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 Moses Moody, Moses Moody, Moses Moody. See, I wonder who cut him off. I love whoever was frustrated enough to cut him off. Moses Moody. Moses Moody. (laughs) Oh, Kendrick Perkins, we love you. And we're not just making fun of you for mispronouncing names. You're not the first person to do it. In fact, one of them is in the Broadcasting Hall of Fame. That is Charles Barkley with Jonas Valanciunas. My favorite city to visit in the world, Toronto. Jonas Vassal Inuansas. <laughs> also known as Vassal. See, I ain't chopped the name up. Don't play good for him. Oh, my gosh. Buy a vowel. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Ernie Johnson. Damn. That is how we start All-Star Weekend coverage. We also, Stephen A. Smith, excellent on first take on ESPN. He is Stephen A. Smith. He's a personality. He... Covered the dunk contest the following week by calling it a global atrocity on the same day as Russia was laying the groundwork for World War III. Whoops. That's just pure art. Pure art. Well, Stephen A. Smith has this big quality where he's like a big like wrestling promoter type. Oh, that's all he is. That's yeah, what he did. He just Don talks. Yeah. Right? He just dunks on people all day long. Right. So he's going to use whatever words that he wants to use to get his point across. As we're jumping into NBA All-Star Weekend coverage, I have to ask, is it the best All-Star format in sports? Because I think an argument can be made for baseball and the use of the home run derby. I mean, that's right. that's maybe that's probably a bigger event than the actual All-Star game there. Right. There's two things that baseball does well. It's the home run derby. I don't care how invested I am every year as the seasons go by for baseball. I'm always going to tune in the home run derby, and I'll always watch the celebrity game that they do. Same thing with basketball. I always watch the celebrity game, and I'll watch the dunk contest mm-hmm. at that point. Um, it's definitely one of the best formats. Um, I think one that kind of gets slept on because the sport of the big four is probably number four of the big four is probably hockey because hockey does a really good job with everything, too. I hear that they're all star game. Yeah, yeah, no, they do because they have the same kind of skills competitions in hockey. Um, and one thing that I think would play well for – other all-star games that we'll probably talk about here in a second is the way they set it up. They set it up like in a playoff style. So rather than going conference to conference, mm-hmm. they have the two divisions playing each other and the winner of the division goes and plays the winner of the, the Western division or two Western divisions. That's interesting. They actually have like a playoff st- format. Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like you said, baseball does, baseball does that really well. They also do nostalgia right. really well, which they'll play into it. And right. Hell, they're, their field of dreams game. I right. don't know if you watched that last year. Yeah, that, no, they did really well. That, see, baseball already has that whole the whole environment is always just such a laid back, like hanging out with your buddies mm-hmm. at the ballpark all day. Like that's what you're there for. You're not really. It's not like sixty minutes of football where you have to be engrossed in every single down that's going right. on. You can go to the bathroom, come back to your seat. An inning or two have passed. How much has happened? Like mm-hmm. that's just the the market that they play into. But the thing with the NBA All-Star game is they made some pretty significant changes over the last couple of years. Right. And like you said, the celebrity game and then Saturday night with the skills contest, three-point right. contest, dunk contest, those were the essentials to watch. The All-Star right. game itself was usually just a waste of time. There was right. no just it looked like the worst kind of defense that you could ever ask well, that's for the same everybody walking NFL's around. Well, coming into right now. It is. But now they have changed it. 
in the NBA All-Star game, where it still is shit for the first three quarters. Right. It takes up like a different tally kind of thing for each quarter. You win you win a quarter, money right. will go to a charity of that team's choice. But now the fourth quarter, they're all fighting for that Kobe Bryant MVP award. Right. They all get actually amped up. Some defense starts to get played, and it actually became one of the most exciting right. quarters of basketball I've seen all season. We have that going. Like you said, the four big sports, basketball, hockey, baseball, and football. Of the four, football, NFL, has become the biggest by a landslide, I believe, the most popular in this country. Oh, sport, sport yeah, in general. Sport in yeah, general. NFL it is definitely become, number one. It is it's, the, it's surpassed baseball. It is by a landslide, even college football right. is probably over. You could probably put that in the top five. It's a whole separate entity at that oh, point. Oh, absolutely. That's probably bigger than the NFL. But of the four, when it comes to their all-star game, as big as the stars are in the NFL, the NFL has the worst oh, with tr- the Pro terrible. Bowl. It is awful. So I want to ask, could the NFL steal ideas to make the Pro Bowl somewhat entertaining or worth caring about? Is there anything that you could see them doing? They would have to. I think they would have to take aspects of the other three to try to do something. Because if you really boil it down, like each individual sport, what are there? What are people watching those games for? Baseball, you're you're there to watch home runs and mm-hmm. bombs and you know really good pitchers duels and things like that. And the All Star Game does a really good job with that with their rotations that they do for the pitchers at least. Basketball, people want to see the dunk contest. Yes, they, that's one thing that avid basketball fans will always want to watch. And like you said, with the rolling out of the new rules for the basketball game and how that fourth quarter was actually really competitive, mm-hmm. and they've actually taken good strides there. Um, hockey for people who love hockey. I think one thing that they do really well is instead of having the two conferences pitting out against each other right from the get-go, they break it down like a playoff format. They have the, each, the two divisions play each other. The winner of that plays the winner of the other one, and they kind of mm-hmm. go forward from there. I think the NFL has to do a culmination of everything. Because if you think about it, what are people there to watch football for? Mainly. It's going to be those hits. Yes. People like defense. Mm-hmm. And you, 99.9% of the players are going out there with the Pro Bowl. They're not trying to get hit. Right. Unless you're Sean Taylor trying to crush punters, and people who go out there aren't trying to get hurt, and that's the most memorable, right? That's, that's the biggest Pro Bowl memory, right? Probably is Sean ba- Sean Taylor laying out right. that punter. So, like, my thing would be like, is so especially if you already know that the the vast majority of the majority of the players who are playing in that game aren't going to do anything to put themselves at risk to get hurt mm-hmm. for a meaningless, a quote unquote meaningless game. Like, what do you do at that point? Um, I think skilled competitions would bring back a huge thing. Make it like a field day. Make it like a like an elementary school field day. But that's the thing; they actually have that now. Right. They brought that back because it was big in the '90s. Because right. I've seen old clips of like Troy Aikman versus Steve Young right. and these skills contests, and they brought that back. It's on ESPN, I think, like Wednesday or Thursday night right. before the Pro Bowl, and they do different little contests in it, including dodgeball, which well, is right. Well, it's like I, I think people were actually were more into that than they were the actual Pro Bowl game. Yeah. I think one thing that they should do, since they already know that the one thing that people, that fans want to watch is defense and big hits and things like that, if it's already removed from the player's mindset, you might as well just remove it from the whole game itself. Make it, here's what you do. Here's how I'll watch it. Fix it. Make it an all-day event. Mm-hmm. Break it down a playoff style like the NHL does to where the divisions are playing each other within the conferences. So that way you eventually have one person come out for the AFC and one and, and one team coming out of the uh, the NFC, and another aspect I like to put there would be 
switching up the positions. Have it be like a seven on seven flag football at that point because mm-hmm. there's no there's no defense in that right. anyways. So yeah, might as they well. They don't have to go, go. In suited. They don't have to go in full pads mm-hmm. and are killing themselves that way. But another kind of twist to do is whatever position you're at, you cannot play that position. I like that. Oh, that would be fun. Imagine like Lamar Jackson lining up at like wide receiver or something. Yeah. Odell Beckham with have some random quarterback line, all the time. Some random lineman at quarterback. <laughs> whatever whatever yeah, your net, whatever your, your technical there. position is in the NFL, you cannot play that position. I would be a hundred percent down with that. You know what? Get on it. I'll call Paul. Call Paul Paul Tagliabu. <laughs> Shout out to Tagliabu. He's still alive. He's still with us. He, wait, hold on. Our update, Week, weekly update for Paul Tagliabue. Weekly update on Paul Tagliabue, our boo. But you talk about injuries with the Pro Bowl, and that is the major incentive of why a lot of players do not even try to play in the Pro Bowl. Still alive. Perfect. You also have – that comes into play in the All-Star game now, too. Right. The dunk contest used to be the highlight of All-Star weekend. Mm-hmm. That was the thing. Now I believe it's the three-point contest. For me, for me at least, the three-point contest is the most exciting right. thing to watch. Well, there's no there's no big physical aspect to that. There's no like big physical risk like you cuz even a dunk you could go up and come down to roll your ankle. Well, even and it's even weird now in the three-point contest cuz now we have Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> big ass dude. Big yeah, man back there. Big man winning the right. three-point contest and handily. The dunk contest nobody wants to do it now. I think one because of injury, they don't want to risk injury. That's right. the biggest one. So you're not getting any. LeBron James has never done it. Right. He's been the one everybody has wanted to see the most do it. But you also have, I think, the idea that it's everything's been done. See, that's what it might see. That was my thought when I was actually watching the dunk contest this past weekend. I was like, what else could these guys do that's really going to blow your mind? Right. Because I was, I was, I when I looked at this, I thought about doing a top five dunk contest dunks but couldn't do it because i figured we know it'll just be some order it'll be some order variation of vince carter michael jordan aaron gordon zach levine and then probably a double of one of those four right you'll probably put spud webb in there because he won yeah in like 87 right and when you had this year i have never been less excited about being <laughs> right about something than I was with right. Obi Toppin winning because right. I've been calling for Obi Toppin last year and this year. I was like, watch, right. he's going to get in the dunk contest. He's going to kill it. He's mm-hmm. going to win it. He won it. He did not kill it. Right. It was the lamest dunk contest I have ever watched. Well, I think a lot of that has to do with just the whole evolution of the game itself. Right. There's not a lot of dunks. No. Period. But the A one- lot of it is done from... A lot of shooting mid-range, three points. I, mm-hmm. I think it's why your average fan is more interested in the whole shooting aspect than the whole dunking aspect, because you yeah. really don't see dunks as much as you were even 10 years ago. But the most entertaining ones that we've had this year and last year came from guys who want nothing to do with the contest. Right. It's LeBron has right. incredible ones. Um, Anthony Edwards has been doing – I think he had maybe the dunk of the year, one of the best of all time right. earlier this season, and Ja Morant, right. who I've been calling – and I. I'm so proud of myself right now. I'm patting myself <laughs> on the back because I have been calling that man Ya Morant all year. I do not know why I'm pronouncing really? it. I'm doing Spanish pronunciation of the man's yeah. name, Ya Morant. Nope. But ja, ja. ja Morant, no, no. Ja Morant has not wanting to do it. The most memorable thing from this one we talked about earlier, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar oh God. is there watching <laughs> and just like how old men have these weird sacks of random shit Right. He just picks up his sack of random shit 
and, and just walks out early. Out. He leaves. I'm out. So is there any way to save the dunk contest? What no. could be done to get nothing? No have one... random people do it. Just like just fans? Have or... put in celebrities in there at that point. Put in somebody who shouldn't be doing it at that point. That's true because you will have some celebrities that are absolutely sure. Quavo will go it. out there and try to throw oh, those. Oh, Quavo out. Quavo would do it in a second. Right. No, I think because, like you said, the people who be, that they're, the normal fan wants to see do it, they're not going to risk doing it. No, because what's the trade off for the athlete? Nothing. A trophy. Yeah, you get cool, like a little bro. trophy and your name etched in cool. something. It's not like it's not it, it doesn't th- it doesn't hold the weight anymore as it used to do right. in the '90s and the early 2000s and stuff like that. Kind of just dwindled down. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that what else is there left to do? Yeah. As far as a dunk goes. That's the key because you saw all of them trying things that would have been right memorable as hell, but obviously they could not be pulled off. Right. There's a reason why they haven't been done yet. Yeah. You know. Like and that's even though that goes to the point now to where like even if somebody came out one year and they dunked from the free throw, are you gonna be that blown away? No. Not really. No. No, I think they need to revert it to like a distance shooting contest. Mm-hmm. Instead of dunks to see just have it have everyone line up and see who can who can make it from the furthest. I say make Steph it a, Curry wins every time. I say make it a one on one. Ooh. One on one dunk contest. Just, Just get, have a game of twenty one. Yeah, get somebody that you get you get one player. Right. And you have somebody that he hates. Ooh. Everything. You put them out there and they gotta dunk on him. I like it. And the other players to stop him. If they stop him, you know, boom. Well that probably that probably goes down to the physical. They probably don't want to get that physical about it. That's true. But you would get some you could probably get some classes. Here's what you, you get, do. You get Michael Here's Jordan what you do. out there to go against LeVar Ball. Here's what you do. You bring like like you just were about to say. You bring back the greats from years past, yes. for the, and you have these old ass people going out there trying to go dunk the ball. You, here's what you do with that: you start the you start the rim off low, and as each round goes by, you raise the rim up just a little bit until it gets to regulation height to see how high these old guys can jump. I love it. <laughs> this is gonna be awful <laughs> on their knees. I don't just don't think there's anything you can do. It's, no, it's dead. I, it's. I'd like to look at the actual viewership numbers from the past couple of years, including this year, to see how much it's declined because yeah. I didn't see that much play on ESPN about it. No. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here. The dunk contest is dead. What's not dead? Most of the top 75 players in the NBA. Yeah. Many of them showed up to the All-Star game. They had an awesome halftime honoring of the top 75 players that they would not put in order, and they were smart not to do it during the event. Mm-hmm. It would have. It was already exceeding levels of pettiness with um, Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce oh, God. literally raising their noses to the sky like geese to avoid <laughs> looking at Ray Allen coming by. You had Michael Jordan showing up. I have to assume just toasted and drunk from the Daytona 500. He was there hours before the event. Nobody knew he was coming. He probably doesn't remember it. He came out. They say top 75. He just chuckles because he knows. I'll go out last. He's a top 74. (laughs) (laughs) He even walked into the middle of the circle. Everything. Everybody was supposed to be standing in a circle. Right. He walked straight to the center because he thinks that's where he's supposed to be. Right. And damn it, he should be. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but we have this it is the 75th anniversary of the nba this is a major milestone so it's only appropriate that we do a top five and this time it's going to go to scott we are going to restart the top five intro because damn it we are getting through these top fives tonight we're getting through the list and this is going to start with scott's top five 
personal favorite NBA players of all time. Five, four, three, two, one. This is the 3-2-3's three, Top 5. Oh shit, here we go again. All right, Scott, start us off. The top five personal favorite NBA players of all time. Are there any honorable mentions before? <laughs> nope. Okay, perfect. Number five. <laughs> going right to five, man. <laughs> uh, number five, I'm going to keep it current with Damian Lillard from the Portland Trailblazers. Interesting. Okay. Solely because when you think of NBA franchises and just the inept just running of those of those programs mm-hmm. and his management there. Trailblazers have been one of the ones where like, what the hell is going on there? And Damian Lillard's like, nope, I'm staying. For as long as been in the <laughs> as long as he's been in the NBA, he has been been with the Trailblazers. So I I, I respect that at that point. I'm, I'm proud of him. If he goes to another team next year, does he drop off the list? No, he stays at five. Okay, all right. He won enough. my heart. All right. Uh, number four would go to Penny Hardaway. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Penny Hardaway. Penny right. Hardaway, yep. Uh, number three. We actually just talked about him a couple seconds ago. Spud Webb giving us all short people some hope. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, number two, because I hate LeBron James, we're going Delonte West. <laughs> you should have put J.J. Barea. Oh, no. <laughs> no, we're going to go with Delonte simply because him and LeBron's mom, they love each other. Oh, that's right. Man, I damn forgot it. They about don't that. care who knows. Damn it. Go ahead, Delonte. There you go. He would have beat out number one, but number one has a nice special place in my heart. That's going to go to the white mamba himself, Brian Scalabrini. <laughs> <laughs> what a perfect, funny name. <laughs> Simply because, so he used to get chirped at all the time. So, long time Celtic, Brian Scalabrini, the epitome of whiteness with his red hair. He'd get called out all the time by a keyboard warrior saying he's not that good, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm sure everybody knows about this already with him. He actually had put up a one-on-one tournament at a local, I think it was like a YMCA up there in Boston, ran through everybody. The, the biggest haters he could find on the internet, just really chirping at him. Like he invited him out, paid for everything to go there, to go play him, and he crushed every single one. What an incredible list. <laughs> I'm shocked. Like... Now, just hearing that, I'm expecting players like Jimmer Fredette. Oh, like God. All these guys just start <laughs> popping up on this list. <laughs> Thank you. That is a good list. I can I can give you mine just real quick I'm off ready. of there. Number five, Gilbert Arenas of the Wizards. Pop, pop. Pop, pop. Yeah, literal <laughs> pop, pop. <laughs> Dr. J, Julius Ooh. Irving, number four. Number three, Evil. Miami Heat LeBron James. Oh, no. That was my favorite iteration of LeBron James. Say Alonzo Mourning? Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> number two, Steph Curry. Hey. And number one, the Mamba, the black, the Mamba himself. Just the Mamba. Look at us. Kobe Bryant. Copied me. I uh, know. And, of course, my honorable mention, the one and only Kevin Herter of the Atlanta Hawks. Who the fuck is Kevin Herter? <laughs> That is Scott's top five personal favorite NBA players of all time. But you know what? While we have this top five music continuing to go, keep it going, DJ. (laughs) We're in the middle of talking about the All-Star Game, and one of my favorite parts every year in the All-Star Game is doing the national anthems. Of course, we've had some classics like Fergie's 
whatever the hell she was doing in her national anthem. I don't even want to play it. I just like this. looking at the the, uh, the 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 faces that the, all the NBA players are oh, making. Oh yeah, like, that's why there's no. It was so funny. That's why there's no point in even yeah. playing it because that's just pain. The best <laughs> thing is watching like every all of them trying their best <laughs> to keep a straight face, and then Draymond because they have all their faces up on the screen, and then Draymond just giving just a blank stare and then a laugh, and it makes everybody else fucking die. <laughs> but the other better part of that is when they start doing the Canadian national anthem. God and they they had one game in Toronto a few years ago, so that was a major right. thing for them. But pretty much any other year, like this year, they always will do the Canadian national anthem and then zoom in for the entire time <laughs> on the one to two Raptors players that are in the game. <laughs> so, as we're talking about the Canadian national anthem in Canada and the Toronto Raptors, we're gonna turn it over. To Emily Sissel, who has been here the whole time. What was that? I don't know. That's a fine. <laughs> I went to close something and it just started playing some ad. Everything is going to do our best to stop this top five from happening. But Emily Sissel's got it for you. She has had it for months. Literally months. She's been waiting. She's been antsy. She's been bothering me about it. She needs this to happen because she needs the world to know. These, ladies and gentlemen, are the, stop looking over her shoulder, the top five Canadians. Emily, are you ready? Yes. Oh, you're supposed to say A. A. Perfect. (laughs) Number five is... Seth Rogen. (laughs) Love Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen's great. You gotta love Seth Rogen. Yeah, and apparently he's Canadian. What's your favorite Seth Rogen movie, everybody? Ooh, I like the the holiday one where he wears the Jewish sweater the whole time. Oh, um, the night before. Yeah, that's really funny. Yeah, Anthony Mackie. Yeah, Scott. Funny. You have a favorite? It slipped on, but I'm gonna go with. uh, No, I won't go that route. I'll go Sasha Party. Which one? Sausage Party. Oh, Sausage Party. Yeah, the animated one. No, I was going to go Knocked Up, but I was like, let me go Sausage Party. Knocked Up, I think, is underrated. Classics, yeah. I totally forgot about Sausage Party. It was great. (laughs) I saw that in theaters, and that was another fine God moment for me. (laughs) (laughs) Theaters. Uh, Probably my favorite is one I don't hear too much about ever, but this is the end. That's a good one. Where he's playing himself Mm. and all the other celebrity friends stuck in the apocalypse. Right. He's a great, he's a great. All right, good choice. That's a strong number five. Holy shit, where are we going to go from here? Mm-hmm. Number four. Ryan is Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. At four. at four? You put him at four? He yep. is Canada. <laughs> what is wrong with what you? What is going on? I don't look, believe the rest of this list from look, look, I love Ryan Reynolds, but there are some Apparently people that just not. hit me. The fact that he made my list tells me that I love him. There are a lot of Canadians. Wow. I'm looking at it. Yes, there are. <laughs> So, country. fuck you. <laughs> you know what? Just for that. Fuck Scott. Yeah. yeah. Fuck Scott. Yeah, I like that. Wow. That's all. <laughs> all right. John. You ready Thanks, for John. my number three? Yes, number three. Sandra O. Oh. Dr. Christina Yang. Mm-hmm. Yes, Grey's Anatomy. Love Yang. I didn't I know she was Yang. Canadian. I know. That's the thing. There's so many people you don't know are Canadian, but mm-hmm. they're Canadian. Killing Eve, also, watch that show, people. A very underrated show. She's just wildly, wildly talented. The best. And she's so great. Just funny and sweet and beautiful. Mm -hmm. Love her. And superhero. 
talk because she's an invincible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, superhero connection. All right, number two. Alex Trebek. He'd have been my two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, Jeopardy. Rip. <sighs> and number one, Emily Sissel. Your top five Canadians. You breathe this in because you have been holding this I list know. in for a long time. This is like laying something to rest. I know. This could be anybody. This could be anybody at this point. I mean, I we had Alex, Ryan Reynolds. We had the great Alex Trebek at number two. Just we had said, Reynolds just saying, fuck you to four. Yeah, Emily, and Emily just said, fuck Alex Trebek. She said, right, said fuck two. you going to two. So who's better two. than... Carrie, you died and you who's it going to be? the greatest game show host of all time. Get it? All right, what is number one? Simu Leo. I don't know why you're saying that. You knew he was my number one. Jesus. I forgot what the list was. It's oh, been so long okay. <laughs> since I saw the list. It's literally been a long time that we've had this list ready. He's so funny. <laughs> his, his tweets crack me up. He uh, He's just like so blunt and open about all of his experiences around the world of being an Asian Canadian growing up. Uh, Canadian. Canadian. Yeah, I mean, like, like truly is very open about it. He has an entire, like, he actually wrote a book that's going to be coming out in May about, like, all of his experiences and stuff like that. Like, and he's Shang-Chi, like, one of the coolest freaking superheroes ever. And he's got, like, all these other roles coming out, too. Like, he's great. And he's going to be in uh, the Barbie movie. Oh, (laughs) God. There is a Barbie movie. Oh, God, no. Now, listen to this movie real quick. No, it's. This is it's starring Margot Robbie. Originally, whatever As Barbie, yes, yeah, whatever the original version was, I found out was going to be like Amy Schumer as Barbie, and it was going to be like a whole different yeah. concept and everything. But then they turned it around, got somebody else to do it, and now Margot Robbie's going to be Barbie. Hmm. Ryan Gosling as Ken. Wow, um, another Canadian. Yes, yes, another Canadian. Yeah. Simu Liu is in it. I don't know as who. He's an a- he's an Asian Ken. Asian I don't Ken. know. Yeah. <laughs> like, Asian Ken. I don't know. And, I have no idea. And then there was a fourth person whose name I'm forgetting, but it was a it was a pretty good name. They're all big names. All big names, and from huh. an, a two time Oscar nominated director in Greta Gerwig. Yeah, one of the best like <laughs> fucking Barbie movie directors yeah. for a Barbie. Is this movie. gonna be like the greatest movie of all time? It might be. Oh shit, Barbie. We're just li- <laughs> and, listen. We're in a Barbie world. I feel like I need to like. That's all the lyrics I got. I feel like I need to defend Simu even more because he's a great actor and a great human being, and he can also like sing like nobody's business. Like he is such a great singer. I don't even think he would have been on my top five. Because you just don't know him. Do you have a you're you're looking at the list now? Do you I'm have just a looking at Canadians? a list. I mean, I could make one. I already know who number one and two would be. Well, who who we'll, are we'll your number one? Well, number no, one? Well, well, number one's Alex Trebek. Okay, all right. Of all time, just. Kindest man you could probably ever Number meet. two is Ryan Reynolds. Number two would be Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Okay. Number I two mean, would be Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, See, I love Ryan Reynolds, but, you know, I just... And believe me, I love him, but, you know... Number three, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves is Canadian? Yeah. What? You also yep. can't forget about Justin Trudeau, the, like, sexiest prime minister. Uh, yeah. Hasn't there been some shit? <laughs> Hasn't there been some, like, sh- yeah. shit lately? Yeah. yeah. No, I don't... I think with that shit... Dwayne Johnson? No, he's not. How? He can't be Canadian. I don't think. No, he might have dual citizenship. Oh my god. He might have dual citizenship. He's not making my list. I am not. I'm not. I'm not. No. 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 You have everything else. <laughs> you don't make it on the list. He's the USA. He's not Canadian. That's right. He's we don't ours. let. We don't let him be a Canadian. If I have to do mine right on the spot, number five, I'm going with John Candy because I love planes, trains, and automobiles. Eugene Levy because I love his eyebrows. Yeah, Dwayne Johnson from California. 
Yeah. Get the hell out of here, Google. Number three, I would go with... You know what? It's because I'm seeing him on here. I'm not going to go with Ryan Reynolds on the list. Oh. Jim Carrey. Ooh. Ooh. That's, a, that's another good one. Jim Carrey is a great one for it. Number two, Alex Trebek. And yep. number one, Drake. Because we needed some representation on this list. Yeah. yeah well, that's oh, Canada's very specific. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. <laughs> I'm just glad that all three of us don't have Justin Bieber anywhere near our top five. I forgot and about And I agree him. with that. Completely forgot about it. I like that. How you like them apples, Justin? Yeah. What a day. What a show. Scott, Emily, thank you all for being here. Okay. You're welcome. Assholes. <laughs> I was clear in my browsing history in case I was like, why are you looking up Canadian, Scott? Uh, and before we go, I know we keep everything very silly and light and goofy here on the show because we have to. But yeah, you better back away from that, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I would be remiss to not mention the events happening in Ukraine. I know it's tough to watch, and there is so much going on just here in our country. But I would definitely plead to the listeners to just try and stay informed on this. Because what's happening with Russia and Putin's invasion into that country, this is a painful and pivotal moment in human history and in the history of fighting for freedom. There are plenty of reputable, credible sources to follow that are breaking down the real facts and info in real time, like the Associated Press, NPR, Vice has been doing some great work from Ukraine. So I advise you all to check those out and just want to say on behalf of the 323, we stand with the people of Ukraine, and I just hope that the resistance keeps up and this can somehow come to a non-catastrophic end. That is our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you very soon, very, very soon, actually, with Scott Elia. For now, I am your host, Reed Murphy. Stay safe, everyone.